Hi, and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean. This is the podcast where we talk with writers about writing, um, and it's always so much fun. We have a great time doing it, and it's so much fun that sometimes people come back and do it twice, and that is the case of, for my guest today. Um, I'm so thrilled to have uh, a return of my guest, Heather Widener. How are you doing, Heather? Good morning. Fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun to sit and chat about books and mysteries. It is. It is. We have the, I have the best job in the world. All I get to do, I get to talk about mysteries all day. That's what I do. <laughs> I get to think about it, talk about it. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming back. I'm just going to introduce you real quick, um, even though everyone knows who you are, but we're just going to do it anyway, just to be official. Okay. Heather, through the years, Heather Widener has been a cop's kid, technical writer and editor, college professor, software tester, and IT manager. Um, she writes the Delane Fitzgerald Mysteries and the Jules Keene Glamping Mysteries and the Mermaid Bay Christmas Shop Mysteries. So you're a little bit of an overachiever, I think. Oh, it's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing you. That's that's always impressive to me when people can do multiple things. Her uh, short stories appear in the Virginia's for Mystery Series, Fifty Shades of Cabernet, Deadly Southern Charm, and Murder by the Glass. I'm in a couple of those. Um, that those are fun ones. She's a member of Sisters in Crime, Central Virginia, um, the Chessie Gus Guppies, the International Thriller Writers, and the James River Writers. Um, she's originally from Virginia Beach, lovely area, um, and she's been a mystery fan since Scooby Doo and Nancy Drew. Uh, now she lives in Central Virginia with her husband and a pair of Jack Russell Terriers, who sometimes feature in your work. I know that for sure. <laughs> Disney that she made the cover of the last one. So thank you. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, yes. Jack Russell's are very important to us. So um, if you can even remember, since you write so many books every year, which book do you want to talk? I'm just teasing you. I know which book we're going to talk about. We're talking about today. Which book are you talking about today? Which book and which series? Oh, Sticks and Stones and a Bag of Bones. It's the first one in the Mermaid Bay Christmas Shop Mysteries. That's correct. And we love a good Christmas shop mystery. And the fact that it's in a beachy setting is fun too. We like that very, very much. Um, so tell us about this. Tell us about this new series in the book. Tell us what happens. Oh, I'm excited. I love to come up with different jobs that I think would be very interesting. And growing up in a beach town, there were always two or three Christmas shops open at one time. And you have to buy ornaments on your vacation, you know, as souvenirs. So this is the perfect spot for jewels and Jade. Jade's actually the, uh, <laughs> see, I have too many sleuths with uh, J titles. So Jade is, Jade Hicks is the sleuth in this series. And she's trying to keep her business afloat. And unfortunately, there's some things that happen around her that force her into a situation where she needs to sleuth and figure out what's going on before it kills her business. Yeah. And that's what happens. Um, I grew up in, a, I grew up on the beach. I grew up in Florida and there was a Christmas shop in Fort Lauderdale that my mom would take us to because she we just loved it. It was just so much fun. So we, it's just weird to go like and you're in 100 degrees and walking into a Christmas shop, <laughs> buying ornaments. But it's so fun. It was it's such a fun memory for me as from a kid. So when you when you pr proposed the series, I thought, oh yeah, exactly. Like it just hit something for me, like very um, nostalgic, you know. And my grandmothers love Christmas, so that was always my tradition of carrying that on. And I am one of those weird ones that I put up like five trees every year because I have to show all my ornaments. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have, I have a lot of friends that do. My mom does that. My mom puts up several um, in different places in the house. And like one will be like our Snoopy ornaments from when we were little. And, you know, the next one will be something else. But yeah, so that's it's, I think you should, it's, you know, do it up. It's only once a year. Might as well. It's, uh, yeah. 
Men have to part. fall down. So huh? <laughs> I know, right? Then I know that's the other. That's, it's so much easier to. Put, I feel like it's easier to take it down. It's faster anyway, because mm -hmm. um, it, it's more fun to put them up because it's more thoughtful. Like, oh, I'm going to put this here, and then the, we, you know, you're just trying to clear it out at the end. So that's always. It, right now, it's just it's in real time. It's January 16th. It's mid January, we'll we'll say. Um, and I was driving my son home last night from baseball camp up at one of the colleges here, and all, so many people still have their trees up and their windows. Like it was, you know, it gets dark at like six o'clock, so it's like pitch black. So we're looking, at, and he's like, "Everyone has their trees up in our neighborhood." I'm like, "I know. What is that?" I usually pick going down on New Year's Day. Are you? Do you keep yours up a long time, or do you take them down? No, I like to start the new year fresh, so everything's got to come down. And Same. now I'm in a spring cleaning kick, which I don't know. I mean, I've done sock drawers and junk drawers, and I did all the kitchen cabinets. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we we did. I, I we're the same. I did the same thing. I clean. We did a deep clean of the kitchen. So, and which is always my worst. It's like the worst job because everything, everything. I just wash every single glass and all that stuff. But um, it's I love it when it's done. Mm -hmm. That's why it's, it's only done a couple times a year because it's just too much. Um, but yeah, we're the same. I don't yeah, I don't like Christmas dragging into because I want it to be special the next time. So I want it to be gone, you know, by January first. It's my OCD. Something we we're together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd always put it up to Friday after Thanksgiving, and it comes down New Year's Day. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> All right. Um, first official question of the interview, even though I, you know, I like to ramble, as we all know, people that listen to the show have to realize this by now. Um, well, we were talking about the series. Maybe you've already answered this, but we'll elaborate a little bit more. How did you arrive at the premise of this particular series? And talk about your other series too, because you, this is your third, right? This is your three. So tell us how you arrived at the premise for this Christmas shop. I do just love Christmas and I try to think of what would be an interesting job that the sleuth could have that she could leave during the day. I'm an IT manager and I couldn't run out in the middle of the day and go look for clues. She has other people in her shop to help support her so she can bop in and out and she's in community things and people tell her things, which is great because that's usually how she gets most of her information. And that was the premise for that just because i love christmas and it uh, we do have a dog in that one too she is chloe and she is a white uh, fridge pool dog just like your dino <laughs> i know i was out i was like did you write this for me because it has a frenchie in it oh, oh, oh yeah my little frenchie on my desk too so have you had frenchies before no my grandma had boston terriers uh -huh. that, that's the closest we've had to a bulldog but yeah so sweet they're just adorable and that little no the little noises they make are so cute I know. Sometimes I'll just take like a, my dog, Dino will be doing something weird. And I just take a video of him and I send it to my sister. And she's like, you need to post this on Instagram and tag everybody, all these famous Frenchies. I'm like, I know he is pretty hilarious, but um, <laughs> well, you do an amazing job with your, all of your series. And I love the premise of this one, as we, as we were saying, and I think, as you mentioned, it's just, it's so fun to think of the jobs that the, um, the detectives have in these types of cozy mysteries, because Think about it like a store shop. If you're right on the strip there and it's, you know, a beach, people are going to wander in and you're going to hear gossip from town and stuff. And that's why it's so cool. I love, I love traditional slash cozy mysteries for that reason. I love the universe, the, you know, the worlds that are built and um, the different jobs are so fun. And it's just, you know, people are going to tell their neighbor over coffee something they might not tell the police. And that's why I think it's, <laughs> they make good sleuths. You know what I mean? So we'll very good. All right. Next question. Um, which comes first for you, the plot or the characters? 
think the characters, I mean, I'll see different murders and we're kind of weird. We watch all of those murdery shows on Dateline in 2020 and all these true crime podcasts and people are now sending me stuff like, oh, this would be a great way to kill somebody because, you know, as a cozy, you don't have an AR 17 or whatever the designation, you don't have a lot of hunting knives and things that are really violent. You have a frying pan and you have a stapler on your desk. And so you have to come up with some interesting ways. And I'm not giving away anything, but in Mermaid Bay, it's a string of Christmas lights. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many ways just in your house that you can kill somebody right now, you know. Kitchen alone. I mean, <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes, and we're not weird. We are just crime writers, and that you know you. we're back. It's research. <laughs> yes, well, we're definitely weird. I mean, I'll take that back. We are weird, but in that very specific way. But I, I watch all those shows too. <laughs> I watch a lot of true crime. I, I thought everybody talked about murder and mayhem at the day. I mean, my dad was a cop for forty six years, so we did talk about murder and stupid criminals and just stuff that went on. I mean, not active cases or anything. And it wasn't until I got to college that I realized. Some people were offended. <laughs> they didn't want to talk about murder at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My husband is not the biggest fan of, you know, all that stuff either. And because he's more of like, a, let's watch a sports. He's a sports guy or like watch a cooking show, which is fine. I like those too. But uh, he's like, do we have to watch Law and Order shows? Like he calls everything Law and Order, like no matter what, it, if, it's a, if it's an episode of Law and Order or it's like a true crime, you know, forensic files. He's like, is this a Law and Order TV? I'm like, yeah, it is Law and Order. So we have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, not everyone loves it. I think they're the weirdos. I think they're the one. No, I'm just kidding. No one's weird. It's fine. Everyone can do whatever they want. That's right. <laughs> um, Heather, mm -hmm. I need to know, who were your favorite authors to read before you decided to pursue your own writing? Oh, let's see. I've been reading since I had a library card at four. I mean, that was just like the best gift that I ever got. So, I mean, it, it, it started with Nancy Drew and it was, she was a gateway. I mean, it became Agatha Christie and all the mystery writers. And I mean, I love Poe and Wilkie Collins and Jane Austen. Yeah, just, I, I read anything I can get my hands on, but I always come back to the mysteries and it typically is the lighter, funnier, cozier mysteries. Mm -hmm. Who are your favorite um, contemporary authors? This is a bonus question, a bonus follow-up. Who are your favorite contemporary writers that you're reading right now? Like people it's that you might read. I'm into. reading at the moment. I mean, I love <laughs> Diane Kelly and I love Janet Ivanovich and, I just picked up one by Olivia Black, so I'm excited to read hers. And let's see. Oh, Leslie um, Myers has got some that are just very funny. So it's, it's again, I'm. You can see behind me. I've just got stacks and stacks of cozies. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a fan. Well, no, it's always, and I think um, that's one of the reasons you're such a good writer because you read widely, and I think that's the key. You know, you have to really be a good reader to be a good writer, and I've, I've always believed that. We could have, we're, we're separated at birth because I got my, my library card super early and I had to have my mom uh, write a letter saying I was allowed to go into the adult area mm -hmm. because I had, I had read everything that they had. <laughs> and they get real funny about, you sure you, your mom's going to let you read this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walked out with an arm load of Stephen King and they're like, okay, bye. Calling child, child abuse services. <laughs> she didn't care as long as I was reading she didn't care what it was really she was she was close but you know your you know your child and you know what what they are you know I was probably reading them too young but she didn't she thought you know hey go for it so um I, I still maybe it impacted me I think maybe hopefully in a positive way <laughs> so, 
He's getting the bejesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting the, the crap scared out of you at 12, you know. Um, all right, cool. So, oh, I need to have, I need to know these, I need to know this because your titles and you are very similar in your series. And um, <laughs> as your editor, sometimes I'm like, which one are we talking about? Okay. How do you arrive at the, um, at the titles of your books? Cause it's usually da, 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 da. So you do like a three thing. So tell me how, how did you come up with that? The Jules Keene, the glamping ones, they rhyme. So there's, let's see, vintage trailers and blackmailers, film crews and rendezvous. And we've got deadlines of Valentine's, Christmas fights and cat, no, wait a minute, Christmas lights and cat fights, teddy bears and ghostly layers and hazardous links and hijinks. So there's always yeah. a one. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I like the double meaning. If there's a double meaning in there somewhere, it's like, oh, deadlines. Yeah, maybe it's not just a deadline like we think. <laughs> yes. Well, they're very cute and creative um, and they're fun. So that's good. All right. So my fifth question, I usually ask something a little bit off the beaten path. Um, I would like to know what experiences from your personal life have wound up in your fiction, if any. A lot. I think growing up as a cop's kid, I didn't know any better. I just thought everybody had a radio in the house and I knew 10 codes by the time I was five. And <laughs> you knew not to touch the guns and you don't touch the weapons. And it was just, just part of life. <laughs> he melted down my crayons in the 70s. We made bullets for the SWAT team. So, I mean, what first grader knows how to make bullets? And that was my first job was to pick up the casings when he practiced on the range. So, I mean, my childhood was not, I thought it was normal, but uh, uh, may not be when I talked to other people, but. <laughs> well, that's so cool that he brought you into that, his world in a way, you know, that you could help and you were involved and, you know, it didn't, it, it sounds like you were not traumatized at all by it. And he, it's nice that he wanted, because I think a lot, we've heard the stereotype of like the law enforcement dad comes home. I don't want to talk. I can't talk about work at home and that kind of thing. So it's cool that he let you in in some ways, you know. He was super overprotective in the eighties. And I just thought he was being unfair. I want to go to these clubs on the strip and I want to go to these the beach places and no, you're not going there. And, and he knew, I mean, he knew what was going on in some of these places, but at the time, I just thought he was being very overprotective, but <laughs> he sees yeah. stuff that probably normal people shouldn't see. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, that's their job. And that's, well, I think it's really cool that he let you uh, participate in, in whatever way he could. That's awesome. Well, good. And then it turns you into, but you're such a sweet, nice, would never hurt a person person uh, <laughs> deadly right <laughs> yes so, yes you're very sweet you, you kill them with sweetness maybe that's to be your next thing drown them in honey <laughs> break that down yeah i'm always starting to think about ways to kill people with food because that's my thing all right so now we do um a rapid fire quiz you have okay. to do it even though you've already done it in the past we're going to see if your answers match but some of the questions are maybe a little different depending on the season we're in so are you ready mm -hmm. Number one, summer or winter? Summer. Beach girl. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. There's no changing that for us beach people. Sweet or savory? Ooh, sweet. Yeah? Well, like we were just saying, you're too sweet. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Drown them in chocolate and honey. Okay, comedy or drama? Oh, comedy. comedy. Yeah? Yeah, that's pretty much a given with you. You're, you're very upbeat. Early bird or night owl? Oh, early bird. I get up at five every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sundays. 
New mm-hmm. Year's Day every day. Okay, very good. But, that's very di- that's a lot of discipline. But I'm in bed by nine, so <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm in bed by ten. Yeah, I'm in bed by ten. I used to go out at ten when I lived exactly. when I was in my twenties. <laughs> my husband says we used to go out. Now you're heading upstairs. I'm like, well, I'm gonna read my book and yeah, watch a murder show. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what's out there anymore. I don't want to be here. That's that's the transition that you make between like twenties to thirties and forties. It's like uh, my dog's yeah, here, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've been out there. I've seen everything that's out there. I'm good. I'm, I, now I have, I've made this thing and I'm staying in here now. It's nice and warm and all my stuff's here. I like it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone oh, yeah, I like. We are, we are so sisters. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, everyone I like is here. I don't need to see anybody else. Okay, last one. Coffee or tea? Iced tea. Iced tea. Well, you're Southern. Yeah. you like it was sweet. I drink sweet. iced coffee too, but the guard at work thinks I'm crazy because I'm drinking iced coffee in January, but. I think I just like the creamer, but <laughs> you're allowed to drink it whenever you want. <laughs> Do you like sweet tea or just not sweet tea? Um, unsweetened now that I've gotten older, but yeah, sometimes sometimes southern tea is a little too sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I've had it before. Very good. All right. So what's going on with you now? What's what's up next? What's what's oh, happening? Excited. I am working on three more for the Jules King glamping series and thinking about what to do next in Mermaid Bay. So yeah. It's up. Well, they have um kind of kid twists on rhyme, nursery rhymes. So the second one is Twinkle Twinkle Au Revoir. And the third one is a tisket, a tasket, not another casket. <laughs> those are popular titles they're going to be very popular but um well very good well you're just such a joy to talk to as always um thanks for coming back and I hope to have you back again and again and again and again well it's gonna be no choice because you have like 17,000 books coming out so (laughs) thank you so much you you're just amazing I appreciate all you do so thank you oh you're so sweet all right I'll talk to you soon have a great rest of your day you too